Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also join me for my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all that, you can also check out HeidiHarris.com, where my books are up there, blog posts, obviously podcast archives, and there's a link to listen live to the show from anywhere at HeidiHarris.com. This week I had some comments about what Tyler Perry said at the Oscars. No, I don't watch the Oscars, but I do love Tyler Perry, and his comments made a lot of news, as they should have. Here's some of that from my live show this week. You wake up. She opens your eyes. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Glad you're here. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show. Here's a little of what Tyler Perry had to say last night at the Academy Awards. He got the humanitarian, Gene Hersholt Humanitarian Award. I have tremendous respect for Tyler Perry. He's an amazingly accomplished actor, director, writer. He came from nothing, and he's built an amazing, amazing business. And he employs more black actors, I swear, than almost anybody. He's just incredible at what he does. And whether or not, you you know, like I said, if if you've not seen... A Fall from Grace. Put it on your list. That's what I do. When I hear about a good movie, I put it on my list. It's called A Fall from Grace. I think it's on Amazon. Check it out. Felicia Rashad is amazing in it. It's a, She's amazing anyway, but it's a great movie. He's an amazing filmmaker. And last night he spoke at the Oscars, and I loved what he had to say. By the way, he's got this huge movie studio in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's not threatening to leave. Here's Tyler Perry last night. <laughs> Thank you. That is... Uh... That's incredibly kind. Thank you so much. You only gave me a few minutes, so I, I want to say a very special thanks to Miss Viola Davis, who is nominated tonight and do- tonight and doing this. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. To uh, the Board of Governors, especially to Whoopi Goldberg, Ava. You know, when I set out to help someone, uh, it is my intention to do just that. I'm not trying to do anything other than meet somebody at their humanity. Like, uh, case in point, this one time, I remember I was, maybe it was about 17 years ago, I rented this building and we were using it for production. And I was walking to my car one day and I see this woman coming up out of the corner of my eye and I say, "Mm, she's homeless, let me give her some money. Judgment, I wish I had time to talk about judgment. Anyway, I reach in my pocket and I'm about to give her the money. She says, excuse me, sir, do you have any shoes? It stopped me cold because I remember being homeless and having one pair of shoes and they were bent over at the heels. So I was like, yeah. So I took her into, into the studio. She was hesitant to go in, but we went in. We go to wardrobe and there are all these boxes and everything around the walls and fabrics and cracks of clothes. So we ended up having to stand in the middle of the floor. So as we're standing there, we, I, wardrobe, we find some shoes. We help her put them on. I stand up. I'm waiting for her to look up. And all this time she's looking down. She finally looks up. She's got tears in her eyes. She said, thank you, Jesus. My feet are off the ground. In that moment, I I just, I I recall her saying to me, I thought you would hate me for asking. I'm like, how can I hate you when I used to be you? How can I hate you when I had a mother who grew up in a Jim Crow South in Louisiana, rural Louisiana, right across the border from Mississippi, who at nine or 10 years old was grieving the death of Emmett Till. As she got a little bit older, she was grieving the death of the civil rights boys and the the little girls who were in the bombing in Alabama. She grieved all this, all these years. And I remember being a little boy and coming home and she was at home like, what are you doing at home? You're supposed to be at work. She was in tears that day. She said there was a bomb threat and she couldn't believe that someone wanted to blow up this place where she 
worked, where she took care of all these toddlers. It was the Jewish community center. My mother taught me to refuse hate. She taught me to refuse blanket judgment. And in this time, and with uh, all of the internet and social media and algorithms and everything that wants us to think a certain way, the 24-hour news cycle, it is my hope that all of us would teach our kids, and not only to remember, just refuse hate. Don't hate anybody. I, I refuse to hate someone because they are Mexican or because they are black or white or LBGTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they are a police officer. I refuse to hate someone because they are Asian. I would hope that we would refuse hate. And I want to take this Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award and dedicate it to anyone who wants to stand in the middle no matter what's around the wall, stand in the middle, because that's where healing happens. That's where conversation happens. That's where change happens. It happens in the middle. So anyone who wants to meet me in the middle to refuse hate, to refuse blanket judgment, and to help lift someone's feet off the ground, this one is for you too. God bless you, and thank you, Academy. I appreciate it. God bless him. He's amazing. That, of course, is Tyler Perry, the amazing film director, writer, producer. He's amazing. God bless him. And this guy came from nothing. If you don't know his story, I read a book of his a while back called, I think it was called um, Higher is Waiting, I believe it's called. You know, I'm always reading something. And a uh, great story. Uh, he's got a great story. And he's worked his way from nothing. And he's not going to hate. And, you know, for those of you who say, well, why was he talking about, you know, Emmett Till and all this? You know what? That's a part of his reality. You cannot dismiss that if you're white. You don't know. Now, it's not that people who are white aren't picked on at times and, and hated by other people, sometimes racially, sometimes other reasons, or in colleges. I understand that. But if you've not lived in a racist society where, it's, where people just hate you because you're black and, and things happen and white people got away with if you don't – you have to accept that reality. It is a reality. Now, we shouldn't be focused on it all the time. The world's not as racist as they'd like us to believe, but there have been legitimate things that happened. I went to Birmingham in December and I stood in front of that in that church, front of that church that was bombed with those little girls in the basement. I stood right there. I did a video on it. I put it on the Heidi Hair Show Facebook page. You can check it out. Standing right there with a friend of mine who, who lives in Birmingham and had reported on this many times. These are realities. But still, with all of that that he's gone through, I don't care who you are, what you've gone through in life. Whether it's race-related or whether somebody done you wrong in some way, professionally, personally, whatever, this man's amazing. And he's a great example of the fact that you just keep moving on. You cannot spend your time looking in the rearview mirror or hating somebody because they're this or that religion or because of who they sleep with or because of the color of their skin or because of their politics. You know, there are a lot of people on the left who are just as intolerant as a lot of people on the right. I mean, they, they, you know, like the folks who Mike Gallagher was talking about this this morning, the folks in Washington State who there was a church and they canceled an appearance by Charlie Kirk because they were concerned about the activists attacking the church. You know, my attitude is there. I, I guarantee you most of these activists who are threatening the church don't even go to any church, any church. OK, not any church. So just don't go. Sleep in. There are things said in this church, in the town all the time, in churches that I don't agree with at all. Or some other place of worship. I just move on. I keep driving by. Oh, yeah, that place. Oh, yeah, that place. I just move. Keep moving. And and like Tyler Perry, and of course, I was raised a white girl, and different. my, my experience is different. It is. You can't deny that. 
When I was a little kid and my mom would drive me around Vegas, I've told you all this story a hundred times, but she'd drive me around town and she'd say, oh, well, that's so-and-so's church, one of my playmates who was Catholic. That's so-and-so's church. She would just point to it. Oh, that's where, okay. And I had another playmate who was Mormon. And she said, oh, my mom would say, oh, that's where, you know, Wendy goes to church. Okay. That was it. There was no comment made. There was no, we don't like those people because they go there Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. None of that stuff. None of that stuff. I mean, I, I just don't have any time for it. And, and when you're spending your time on this, you know, you're not moving ahead. Any, whether, no matter what the situation is, no matter who you feel done you wrong, if you're looking in your rearview mirror, you're not moving ahead. If you're going to hate somebody just based on the fact that their color is different than yours or whatever, God doesn't care about race. Why do you? God bless Tyler Perry, and he's got plenty to be upset about because he's dealt with this in the in the past. His mother dealt with this and situations back then in the South, and you just have to read his story and read his book to, to see the stuff he's gone through. He's not whining, but who we what we've gone through is part of who we are today. And I so respect a man who's come as far as he has in America because he worked his butt off and he had failures like anybody else. He was super talented, and he just kept working. You don't think there were things, odds against him? People looking at him and going, oh, brother, wanting to dismiss him, not give him opportunities other people might have gotten because of the color of his skin. You don't think that happened? You don't think it happened to Oprah? You know, usually it was the thin, blonde, pretty girl who got the job, right? Usually on TV. And here's Oprah. She had to face all these barriers, And she killed it. You just have to keep working. But these are opportunities available in America. Most places in the world, you wouldn't have these opportunities. So you can sit around. You you can't deny the reality that Tyler Perry was talking about. You can't deny it. It's the truth. The reality of what his mother lived. The reality that his mother had to come home early because the daycare center she worked in, which was mostly full of Jewish kids, was going to be bombed. You can't deny that reality because it is reality. But we also can't spend our lives focused on that. Oh, we're supposed to hate each other, hate each other, hate each other because we're different colors. I go walk my dog in the park. I meet people all the time of different colors. We talk about our dogs. We talk about other things. I don't talk about politics. Sometimes we wind up agreeing and ran into a girl the other day, met her, very nice girl. She brought up politics. I did not. Kind of in a subtle way. Turns out she's on the right side of the aisle. And I said, oh, my gosh, you and I are supposed to hate each other, remember? But even if you're on the other side of the aisle, I don't hate people. So Tyler Perry's amazing. And he's not going to tolerate the hate. And I hope that people listen to him. But what you have to understand, and I know y'all do, is these race baiters, these Al Sharptons and these people, they make their living off of getting us to hate each other. That's the only way they can control us or think they can control us. They can't control us if we all walk down the street and go, hey, what's going on? They have to keep us constantly pitted at each other. Have you ever worked for somebody like that? I did once. It's in my book. Somebody who who liked the fact that he kept control of us, or he thought he did anyway. Not me, he didn't, because he lost me. I left. Um, But he thought he controlled all of us by keeping us at each other's throats all the time. Have you ever met somebody who's like that with their kids? My mother's not like that. Thank God. I know people who will sow discord among their own children. Keep them, what you saw, what he said, what she said, da-da, 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 da-da. Constantly sowing discord among the kids or the, the, uh, you know, the in-law kids or sons-in-laws and daughters-in-law, whatever. Constantly, they sow discord because it gets 
what they think. It gives them power. It's the same thing on a national or worldwide scale. If I can keep you hating each other, brother, sister, co-workers, uh, races, whatever, then I have power. This is a very old story. If you're all getting along, I can't control you. I can't come in and say, I've got the solution. Government can't come in and say, I'm, if you give me enough money, I can solve this. Mm-hmm. So you know this. I know you all understand this. But God bless Tyler Perry. Yep, God bless Tyler Perry. Don't forget to join me weekday mornings for my live show, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. You can get these podcasts anywhere you get podcasts. They'll download automatically if you subscribe. And you can check out HeidiHarris.com, my main website. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 